Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I'm the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. This week, it is Palm Sunday, and we are going to be doing something a little bit different in the ShepherdCast this week. This week, during our worship service, Joanne Carpenter from Refuge of Hope Ministries in Canton stopped by to talk to us about the ministry at Refuge of Hope. We will be bringing you that talk on today's podcast, as well as a small reading from the beginning of our service from the Gospel according to Luke, as well as our choir's performance of the song, Your Name Alone. So, without any further ado, here's the special Palm Sunday edition of the ShepherdCast. A reading from the Gospel of St. Luke, the 19th chapter, beginning at the 28th verse. After Jesus had said this, Jesus went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And when he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. And as he was approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes into the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, Order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out the gospel of our Lord. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, You know, Sandy Valley grad, home stomping grounds down here, and... um, Maybe some of you, maybe Jim included, if you would have said, uh, Joanne's going to go on and work in ministry as she gets older in her life. Um, Some people might have questioned that. Um, I actually questioned it probably about 20 years ago myself. Um, But God works in our lives in, in some wonderful ways, and I am so blessed. And I want to thank you for um, my friends and my my schoolmates and and people that I've grown up with all my life for coming to Refuge of Hope and helping to minister to the people that we serve there, the men, women, and children, who all come for many different reasons, but they come because they have hit a place in their life where they're struggling. And I have to tell you, when I have served people from our area who have stayed with us in the men's shelter, who have come for meals or come seeking clothing and other help, 
It makes you grateful for how God has worked in your life, and it makes you want to help people even more um, and share the gospel with them. These blessing bags are, are truly that. We are the hands and feet of Jesus working every single day in, in ministry to people who feel that um, the things that they've done in their lives are too big for anyone to forgive them. Their friends and their family have deserted them. And because of the choices and decisions they made. So how can an unknown savior forgive them and work in their lives? And the only way that we have to show them that is through our hands and feet, through our hearts, through our love, that they are still valued and loved by Jesus Christ. I'm going to show you a video, and I will preface this with the gentleman in the video um, left this world a little over a year ago. Walter was my dear friend. He uh, was a mill ministry guest. He was a shelter resident. He became a staff person. And I still remain very close. The whole ministry remains very close to his children um, as well. But I want you to hear in Walt's words how rock bottom feels, how you can overcome that, and how Refuge of Hope played a huge part in his life. So if you'll play the video now, please. Hi, my name is Walter, and I'm going to tell you how I became acquainted with the Refuge of Hope. I was about 46 years of age, and I thought I was doing pretty good for myself. I owned two homes, a motorcycle collection that I had started when I was 11 years old. I had three children left at home out of five. My wife's joy was getting the mail every day. Come home one day and I just happened to get the mail. She hadn't picked it out of the box yet. I noticed that my mortgage was behind about four months. Got to talking to her about it over the next couple of days, talking to the bank and her. She admitted that uh, she, she got into crack cocaine. And uh, me, with my, my silliness or stupidity at the time, decided since it must be that good, I was gonna try it one time. Well, when I tried it, First time I exhaled the smoke from the crack cocaine, it was as if my soul had left my body. I was immediately addicted to it. By the end of that evening, I was thinking about the next day where we could get more. Over the next 18 months, I lost two homes, the motorcycle collection I had, and everything I'd worked my whole life to acquire. All the material things toward the end didn't really matter. I was willing to give them up. I uh, got involved with stealing things here from the stores and every day I stole to uh, support my habit and her habit. And uh, I got arrested a few different times for that. I'd come to Canton, pick up my drugs from people, and I would see people that were staying at the refuge out. I thought, man, that'll never happen to me. You know, I'll never be that low that I'll have to live in a homeless shelter. I had no place to stay. I was living in doorways, sleeping in abandoned homes, houses. I hadn't answered to anybody in a long time. I really didn't care about myself at that point. People come into us in some very dire circumstances. I think we have the opportunity to help people understand that though they're in dire circumstances right now, that doesn't always have to be the case. They come in here, they gave me goals. They worked with me. I had somebody that cared about me other than myself, and I was made accountable. 
You take a breathalyzer every night. If they think you're on drugs, you take a drug test for them. If you don't pass it, then you enroll in a rehabilitation program and you're out for 30 days. I think one of the most exciting things is to see somebody like Walt Ackerman. He's a, a gentleman who uh, faced up to the facts that he had a problem, uh, dealt with the, the issues that came with that problem, and then he comes to a place like Refuge Hope, and it's just such a wonderful feeling to see him become successful. Uh, he comes down here every day and volunteers as his way of giving back, and he's been a real blessing uh, to Refuge Hope. We certainly consider him a success story. I can't say enough about the Refuge Hope. They, uh, they do a lot for many people in the community. I know that uh, the meal ministry here means a lot. There's a lot of people in the community that don't have much to live on toward the end of the month. You know, the money runs out and the food runs out. The meal ministry is the most awesome place to be. We have created a family atmosphere here. These are the people that I have come to know in the last four years, that I love, that I care about. It's our family. came here to the Refuge of Hope. They told me about a program up the street called Gateway. I went and applied just to have an apartment in that building. And about a couple weeks later, they called me up for an interview and I'm thinking, well, they're gonna tell me they checked my record and seen how many times I was in trouble with the law, thinking I'm not gonna get this apartment. Went up there and sat down and the lady told me that Job and Family Services and the Refuge of Hope had recommended me to be the new resident manager of an $8.5 million building that was about to open. I think one of the things that we try to do to the best of our ability as a Christian organization is offer people hope. Well, thanks to the Refuge of Hope and my Savior, I've had a second chance at things and I've made peace with my maker. I've made up with my children. I've regained their respect and it's just been a blessing to me. I'm really glad for the refuge of Walt is just one of the many people that we've been able to help. I show this video periodically in honor of Walt's life, of the hard work that he put in, and that others can understand that who you are right now today doesn't determine who you can be if you change your life with the Lord. And Walt did the hard work. And let me tell you, it's not easy. When you become addicted to cocaine, just like he said, it's like your soul leaves your body, and you can never achieve that high again. But you try over and over and over. Today, his children, his one son, is still struggling with some addictions. Um, last I spoke with him, he had over 90 days clean and sober. He was doing well until his father passed away. Um, his two daughters are, are doing well. One is an LPN, and she is 
probably going to go on for her RN. Uh, the other just found a new job. But the after effects of Walt's life, still, you can see in his children. So it's still our job to minister to them as well. They don't come for the meals. They don't need to do that. But they do reach out periodically. 90,000 meals is what we served last year, hot, nutritious meals. And thank you for being a part of that and, and helping to serve those meals. Over 16,000 bedded nights to homeless men last year. And Star County is the only shelter for homeless men. Or Refuge of Hope is the only shelter for homeless men in Stark County. 117 men moved from our shelter last year into their own housing. So from homelessness to independence. We're constantly working. And Jennifer said, we have a new building coming up. Oh, we get the keys May 9th. And we are so excited. Um, we're operating two ministries on top of each other. And when you come and visit us, you can see that. Um, we are overcrowded to the point of it. It's, it's just not even safe anymore. Once these doors open to the new building, the ministry that we can achieve there, the different Bible studies that we can have for the men, and they can have their own section of the building, and the meal ministry has their own section, and the chapel, and the prayer partners, and there's just so much that's going to happen, and God has blessed us incredibly to do his ministry and his work there. And we are blessed because of churches like you, of people like you, who say, yeah, we can make a difference. We can make a difference in someone's lives. And if you can't come and serve, you can pray. And we need that. Oh, my goodness, do we need that. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for these blessing bags. Um, they really will bless someone's lives. And you make a difference in their lives with everything that you do. Thank you so very much.
Thank you for listening to this special edition episode of the Shepherd Cast. If you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship this Holy Week. On Thursday, we will be holding a special Monday Thursday worship service at 7 p.m. in remembrance of the Last Supper. On Friday, we will be holding a special service for Good Friday at 7 p.m. at the church. We hope you can attend both of these special worship services. Additionally, next Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we will be celebrating the resurrection of our Lord on Easter Sunday. We hope you will join us for this special worship service. For more on the worship environment at our church, please visit sotvchurch.com worship. If you wish to support this podcast, we hope you will do so by supporting our church's outreach ministries. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, such as our group that goes and serves at Refuge of Hope every month, or whether you choose to contribute to our church in another way, be it by Amazon Smile or by signing up for our church's Vanco Simply Giving program, which you can learn more about at our website. As always, you can keep up with our church on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTVSandyville. And you can visit us online at sotvchurch.com. We'll be back in your podcast feed this Thursday with our Monday Thursday service. We hope you'll tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.